Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. It's that time of the year where we give thanks for the important things in our lives while we share great memories and delicious food with our loved ones. This week 12 edition of the Fantasizers podcast will have a theme of things your TFP th team is thankful for, and maybe a few things, maybe a few things that we're not. Today, we are once again without our usual host, Josh Dean who is still away vacationing with family. But that being said, you'll once once again be graced by the soothing voice of your very own goatee guru. Let me start by saying that I am thankful for all of you, our listeners, our TFP nation, who allow us to share our thoughts about this game we love. I am also thankful for our TFP crew, one of which I would like to introduce to you now, our co-host, Christopher Michael. Chris. Happy Thanksgiving to you, sir. And let's talk about some things that made you thankful in week 11. Absolutely. Happy Thanksgiving. And I agree with the sentiments of our go team guru. I'm thankful for our TFP Nation and all of your support. We couldn't do this without you. Guru, uh, I got to tell you, <laughs> I am not thankful for the Giants' office line. And we give Daniel Jones maybe a chance, just a chance to throw the ball. Just what, like just a little bit of a chance to throw the ball. But every time he snaps the ball, it seems like he's on his back. I'm a very frustrated <laughs> Giants fan. But, hey, that's not what we're here to talk about. No one wants to hear about our problems, right? We're here to talk, we're here to talk and speak about the things I'm thankful for. And there's no one in the NFL higher on my list than right now than Austin Eckler. This guy, I, I, I'm going to tell you right now, what he, I'm so thankful for him to be on my fantasy team, you know, overcoming my opponent, having Jonathan Taylor score 50 points. Actually, in our league, it was more than that, over 51, right, 51 and a half. Austin Eckler, cheers to you. I am so thankful for you. Yeah, absolutely. That was an incredible performance by Eckler on uh, Sunday Night Football against a tough team in the in the in the Steelers. But you mentioned Jonathan Taylor, yeah. Chris. Yep. You had to mention that name, didn't you? I mean, that name right now <laughs> tears me up inside. It's Why? just, Why? Well, I I don't really want to go into it too much, but as our TFP team knows here. I made a trade in our league roughly about two hours before the 1 p.m. kickoff. And in that trade, I sent away one Jonathan Taylor uh, right before that monster showing against the Buffalo Bills. Um, yeah. I'll get into this a little bit more later, but that move... It ultimately cost me the win this week. I, I lost by six, um, and had I had Taylor on the team, I probably would have won by 40. Hey, Hollywood, uh, anything from the uh, your notes, like your uh, paper notes, anything over there? Anything to say? To <clears throat> yeah, how come that trade didn't come my way? You've sent me every other crap trade, but that one, for some reason, doesn't, I... doesn't come across my, uh, you... my corner. He says I've sent him every every crap trade, but here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? Earlier in the year, 
I traded that man, Cordero Patterson, who has been a stud for him. At the time, at the time, his second, his running back two, we played two running backs. His running back two at the time was A.J. Dillon before A.J. Dillon became A.J. Dillon. So he, I gave him Cordero Patterson, and there was a receiver I gave you in the trade too. I forget who that was, but he, he turned out to be okay as well. So, and you gave me DJ Moore, who basically has done nothing until Cam Newton just started. Agreed. I, I do agree. And uh, <laughs> I will also go back to uh, Daniel Jones on his back. I have two notes that I'm kind of between on going over this, but uh, I'll, I'll go with the safe one. I actually uh, I actually dropped Daniel Jones from my team. Didn't even try to trade him. I dropped him and picked up Tyrod Taylor. I feel like that's a good move because <laughs> Daniel Jones has been stinking it up. So I never thought I would – see the day where I drop someone like that for Tyron Taylor, but here we are. You know, and Daniel Jones, he's, I don't know. I, we can't get a true evaluation. He Earlier in the season, playing lights out, running the football a lot, and the offensive line was somewhat holding up. I don't think it's all on Daniel. I think it's the offensive line definitely playing a big factor in that, but yeah, I mean, what, what do you make of him? He, ha- he hasn't scored in the top 12 for a week at quarterback position since I think it was week four. So it's it's rough. Um, but going back to the original uh, complaint by me or what these guys like to rip on me for right now, um, I can't deny it. I, I biffed on that Jonathan Taylor trade for this week. And I like, and there, there is a, my segment's going to be coming up later, and I will talk about this a little bit more. But there were some reasons that I did it. Taylor's upcoming schedule, along with my need to improve my receiving core to make any sort of deep run in this play- in the playoffs coming up, uh, it blinded me to the simple fact that right now, Taylor, he's fantasy gold. Um, and and he is the if, the... if the draft for the for next year started today... Jonathan Taylor would be the number one pick, would he not? I, I think everybody would agree he's probably the number one pick as of right now. Uh, Derrick Henry probably would have been it a few weeks ago, but with the foot, who knows? But enough of that. Let me tell you something I'm thankful for in the NFL. The unpredictability week to week. It just it just gets me, guys. It captures me. Every time I think I had this league figured out, we get thrown a curveball or two. I mean, the Titans, they looked like absolute world beaters until they ran into the dominant force of the the, the Texans the 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 Houston Texans the the team the Ty, Ty, Tyron Taylor I mean that that honestly may be worse than the lost Jacksonville or the lost Buffalo took to Jacksonville a few weeks back I mean look, look at some of the other things Indianapolis suddenly they I mean they look like a real threat in the AFC they're they're running through people now um, Russell Wilson appears to be regressing. I mean, I, I know he's coming back from the injury, but is his tank running empty or is it maybe just a lack of motivation in Seattle? There was the talk prior to the season that he might want out. Um, is, is that playing a factor? And the 49ers, I mean, I got to talk about my Niners, obviously. They've reestablished their dominance in the run game and clock control, which is what that offense wants to do. With back-to-back weeks of 11-plus-minute opening drives, they actually had a 
plus 13 minute drive uh, this past week against Jacksonville, which was the longest drive by any team since the year 2000. Uh, it's absurd. But there's so many stories that seem to change week to week. And I, I just, I got, guys, I can't get enough of this this season, this NFL season, the unpredictability of it. It's awesome. Yeah, no, I, I, I could not agree more. Right? This year's been such a roller coaster ride. Indeed. It, it, unlike any, I mean, I've been excited to see how it continues as we inch closer to the end of the regular season. Could we see a surprise team, right? A late boomer, if you will, make a Super Bowl run? I mean, we've seen it before, you know, late team come hot, but this year is just weird. You know, this, I mean, we got teams that have no business beating who they're beating, beating, you know, like, I, you know, let's, I mean, let's talk about this, right? We have uh, Buffalo losing to the Jags last year, or last week, right? Mm-hmm. What, what the heck was that? That doesn't make any sense, right? Uh, you know, just it just seems like every week, we think is a top dog, and that dog goes down. That's just crazy to me. Yeah, you know, kind of, kind of a. Let's let's check out uh, some scores from this week, just to run through. Right, we got uh, New England, Atlanta. They had no issues, twenty-five zero. New England is on fire. That's I'm gonna tell you right now that we talk about top dogs. Every time we talk about top dog, next week's not good. But I think New England is in that category. Uh, so 25 nothing there. We got Indy going to Buffalo. And I don't know, did you guys watch that? Buffalo, it looked like a typical Buffalo game. It looked like there was some wind, there's some snow, there's some rain. I don't know what the hell's going Yeah, I watched it. I watched Jonathan Taylor score five touchdowns. Yep. And, uh, and Buffalo loses 41-15. Unbelievable. Right? You go to Baltimore. Baltimore goes to Chicago. They get a, a sneak out a win in Chicago. Chicago's not a good team, right? 16-3. You go uh, Detroit, Cleveland. Cleveland, we expected to be a really good team this year. Uh, they sneak out a win, 13-10. Now, Detroit, granted, every game is close to them. That's what it seems. And they seem to be on the losing side every time. But crazy. You got Houston going to Tennessee, right? Obviously, you talked about this, right? Houston wins 22-13. You got Green Bay at Minnesota. Green Bay goes down. 34-31 late game. Uh, Miami uh, and the Jets. Miami wins 24-17. Shitty, shitty game all around. Just not good teams. But you know what? Miami got a, they got a good win last week. And they win again this week. They're four and seven. Who who knows what the wild card is going to be coming out of there? You never know. Never know, right? New Orleans. Uh, goes into Philly. I I kind of expected New Orleans to win this. Uh, yeah, New Orleans are pretty good. Philly takes care of business. Forty twenty nine doesn't make sense. Washington goes to Carolina, beats Carolina twenty seven twenty one. San Francisco goes to Jacksonville, takes care of business. We kind of expected that thirty ten. Uh, Cincy goes to uh, Las Vegas, they take care of business. They, they more than take care of business, I should say, 32-13. Dallas goes to KC. We knew this was going to be kind of a good game. Uh, you know, a lot of us expected Dallas to probably pull this on that, but KC takes care of business, 19-9. And to be honest, that wasn't a close game. Uh, you know, 10 points seems like a close game. Kansas City, 
more than handled Dallas, you know, and you guys can talk about this if you want, but I, I kind of felt like uh, KC was a better team the whole way. Arizona goes to Seattle, takes care of business. was a closer game, uh, you know, most of the game. It was 23-13 final. Pittsburgh goes to uh, L.A., uh, and the Chargers take care of business, 41-37. That was a good game. Herbert, again, shows top top-rated quarterback there. He played well. Uh, comes away with the win, and obviously, you don't need don't need to talk about the uh, Monday night matchup there. But uh, Giants go down in fashion, thirty to ten, no good, right? So, you know, there's your wrap up of uh, week ten. Am I wrong? Week eleven. Week, week eleven, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, week eleven. Let's take a short break, guys. When we return, we will visit the TFP Cruise Survivor picks. And we see where we stand. Uh, can any team close the gap on the current leader, Brandon Lee? I don't know. Let's stay tuned. We'll find out after this. Welcome back. Let's take a look at how the team did last week with our survivor picks. Chris, you want to give us a quick rundown? Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Uh, week 11. Um, it's kind of like every week. Uh, weird looking stuff going on in the NFL. But, uh, let's go through. Right, so I obviously I won't give you the four down ourselves. Uh, I know Goatee Guru loved that pick last week for me, and I wouldn't usually. You know pick it. Because, yeah, sorry. Despite of him, usually I don't pick them. But uh, I thought it was a good pick. W. Uh, Josh went with Tampa Bay. That was a good pick. Going against our Giants. That was a good pick. That's a W for him. Ghosty Guru goes with Baltimore. Brandon Lee goes with Baltimore. W. W. Right there. Johnny. Well, he was eliminated week eight. Um, actually, I'm sorry, week 10. Uh, so he's done. He's out. Hollywood. Going with the uh, the new Seattle Kraken. Believe it or not, that was a W. They pulled it off. That was a W. Um, so let's go to the standings. Here we go. So we got Brandon Lee leading at nine and two. Nine wins, two losses. Myself and Goatee Guru tied at second place, seven and four. Uh, Josh going at five and five. And Hollywood, now listen to the stat here. Hollywood is one and one, zero, one by win, by the way. Apparently it's a by win. He's one and oh, NCAA. He's one and oh, CMA. And he's one and oh for NHL. I, I don't know what this stat line consists of. All I know is basically you got one, two, three, four, five wins, one loss, and zero ties. I, Oh, I'm sorry. Six wins if you count the bye. Uh, he's counting it. I don't know what the hell's going on in the corner, but he's counting. Let's go. Good. Yeah, you got to yeah. count that. I, I picked it. I picked it. I picked it. So count it. He's counting it. He's counting it, guys. He's 7 0 and 0. And many wins. Yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. We're going to go week 12 here. Week 12 picks. Uh, just like. 
don't know. It's just like this regular season's been going. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? You know, you got these top dogs losing the really bottom feeders, right? So let's see what we got. Honestly, um, I don't know. I You know what I love? This is what I love. It's freaking Thanksgiving. I love it. I love stuffing my face, drinking my face off, and sitting there watching three games. That's what I love. And this is what I think. I think the Bills are going to bounce back. Now, they're playing a tough team, playing a good team. But I think they're going to bounce back. It's an 8-20 game tomorrow night. I'm pumped up. I don't know if I'll stay up for it. I'm going to be so tired after, you know, as much turkey and beer as I'm going to drink. But I'm telling you right now, Buffalo is going to win. They're in. Josh, my co-host, this is what I'm calling my co-host, is going to go with the Panthers. Been relegated. I, I'm not sure about that. Just not sure about that pick. But the uh, the Panthers are at Miami. Miami's playing better. Panthers are not. They're not playing better. But uh, it'll be a tough matchup anyway. And I think, you know, It'll be a 50-50 toss-up to myself. But, Josh, he's going with the Panthers. Go T, who you got? I am going – I really don't like any of the matchups for the teams I haven't taken, but I'm going with the Philadelphia Eagles this week and just crossing my fingers that they uh, are able to take down those New York Giants. I don't see how they couldn't. I mean, the Giants are very good. <laughs> Although, it might be re-energized after uh, firing their uh, offensive uh, – that is a good point. That first week after, it always seems to be a win. Yep. You're right. Brandon Lee is going with the Minnesota Vikings over your, yours truly, Jordan, or uh, Goatee, yeah, in terrible San Francisco. Pick. Absolutely terrible pick. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't see that happening. But, uh, yeah, I could see your, your frustration with that, that pick. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Um, Hollywood, who you got? Yeah, so uh, I don't know if you guys know, but this is uh, one of my favorite traditions that now happens. Uh, it's called The Match, right? And uh, it started when the great Phil Mickelson took down so-called greatest golfer uh, Tiger Woods. But that's where my pick is going. It's a 12-hole match this year. Uh, Brooks Kepka, Bryson DeChambeau. I, I don't like my pick, but I think it's the right one. I'm picking Bryson DeChambeau to beat Brooks Kepka, only because Brooks has admitted golf isn't fun for him. He doesn't like to practice. He doesn't even really like to play that much. He's just really good and only really shows up for majors. So I don't think he's really showing up for the match and really caring that much about it. So I think, uh, but I think Bryson does, uh, and he's going to, he's going to go home uh, victorious. Mm. Well, mm. we know there's going to be plenty of trash talk. If there's something that's going to get Brooks up for a match, it's, it's that it's the fact that, he doesn't want Bryson having the bragging rights and winning that battle. It, it, it's a possibility. You, you, you do make a good point. Yeah, you, you do make a good point. 
Well, there you go, guys. Week 12. Uh, I am going to the Bills. Josh, Panthers. Goatee, Philly. Brandon's going with the Vikings. And Hollywood is going with Bryson Shambo. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Goatee? I think there's some some pretty good picks there. I think there's one in particular that's a terrible pick. Um, and, and no, I'm not talking about the DeChambeau pick. Uh, so, but, you know, that being said, good luck to all this week, this weekend. And, uh, you know, Brandon Lee, we're coming for you, man. I'm just saying, you need to enjoy that lead while it lasts. You made a, you made a poor pick this week, taking Minnesota. That's going to cost you. We're going to gain one on you here. Um, but it, it is what it is. And, uh, you're entitled to your own pick, I guess. But, guys, it's time for another quick break because I know I need to, and I'm, I'm encouraging you as well, but I need to go hug my loved ones. I need to prepare my mind and reflect on what I'm truly thankful for because when we return, guys, when we return, the time will have come to take that weekly journey into the twisted mind of our one and only man in the corner, Hollywood's Corner, coming to you right after this. Stay tuned. Well, I hope you heeded my advice. I hope you scheduled your appointments with your counselors and maybe invested in some emotional therapy books or something. Because they're going to be needed. I promise you, they are going to be needed after this next segment. Buckle in, everyone, because Hollywood, tell us, but gently, what do you have going on in the corner this week? Uh, just uh, drinking some Bush N.A.'s, gentlemen. Happy genocide celebration. Hope you guys are spending it with uh, family. You know, and, and uh, being thankful for, for everything you have, you know. Put your kids to bed. Put your kids to bed right now. Yeah, yeah they, they, they should. Yeah, they should not be. They should have been in bed literally two minutes ago. So I, I got two, two things to talk to you guys about. First one, we're going to run down my list for the week. This week, I want to do my top ten. Thanksgiving foods, uh, and then I'd also like to hear you guys jump in a little bit uh, with with your favorite Thanksgiving foods because I'm definitely leaving some out. I can tell you right now in my top ten, no desserts because I'm not a dessert person, not your typical dessert. Uh, I do enjoy pumpkin pie, but I'm a weirdo. I scoop the filling out, eat that, and leave everything else because I can't stand pie crumbs. Um, don't like pie, don't like cake, so, so I'm good there. So let's, let's jump into it. So for me, number 10, I love celery with, with the peanut butter or, or cheese, either one I'm good, but you know, the little dessert or the uh, little snacks before, you know, the people set out, uh, while the Turkey's finishing up. I love that. I love the celery, fill it with something and I'm in and celery on its own. Eh, but you fill it with something. 
you got you got me hooked. Uh, number nine for me, stuffing. The only reason this is that low on my list is because I, I've I've recently found out that apparently there's different forms of stuffing, and there's some that I really don't like. Um, my best friend actually has he makes a stuffing that I don't enjoy. He puts sausage in it, and for some reason I'm not a fan of that. So. Uh, stuffing's at number nine. Number eight. I don't know if this is going to make your guys' list, but uh, number eight, salt and pepper. Very, very crucial to have that salt and pepper because I don't like turkey when it's dry. Uh, I'm more of a dark meat kind of guy, but when you get that white meat and you're making uh, one of those nice uh, sandwiches for Thanksgiving, you got to throw some salt and pepper on there to make it edible. So, so that's number eight for me. Number seven, I love cheese, crackers, and a meat spread. Love that. Make little sandwiches out of it. You know, I fill up on a lot of that. Again, the celery. They're good to go. Uh, keeping on the theme of uh, kind of more of uh, not the big meal, but stuff that you kind of seem to see around the holidays, you know, Thanksgiving time. Number six, a little pickle, a gherkin, if you will. For some reason, people just don't really eat them, but come Thanksgiving time, uh, you're walking around the house, and uh, hey, there's a there's a little pickle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that in my mouth. <laughs> you can't make it through a Hollywood segment without a little pickle, okay? <laughs> Everybody needs a little pickle. Number five. I hated this as a kid, but as an adult, for some reason, I am on board. Sweet potatoes or or yams, if you will. Depends on, I guess, where you are in the country. But uh, I love sweet potatoes. You you melt some uh, marshmallows on top of there, and and you're good to go. Uh, Number four, green and black olives. Again, during the holidays, Thanksgiving, you're going to walk around your house before the big meal, and you're going to see all kinds of appetizers. There's always green and black olives in a tray. I pig out. Everyone used to right? you take the black olives, you put them in here, and then you eat them off. It's awesome. Number three, rolls. I love rolls. I love nice, warm rolls. Um, Cornbread, if, if if that's kind of what your family does, it's okay. You can substitute that. I do enjoy cornbread. Um, oddly enough, I don't like it when there's chunks of real corn in it, though. I don't know. The rolls, number three. Number two, we finally get to the, to the main event, the turkey. Number two on my list, but it has to be a smoked turkey. Guys, there's so many ways to, to do the turkey, and the most traditional, in the oven, right? I mean – Heck, apparently, I didn't know this, but turkeys are born with a little red thermometer in their chest that pops out when they get to a perfect temperature. I didn't know this. Um, I actually am going to a farm tomorrow to, to look at them in their natural habitat. Because this is amazing. Evolution, that's amazing. Um, but, so yeah, you can bake it. You, you can fry a turkey, but I'm afraid I'm going to burn something down if I do that. Guys, smoking a turkey is the best way to do Thanksgiving dinner. I'm actually waking up at four in the morning tomorrow, Thanksgiving day, 
to drive five and a half hours to my in-laws. The only reason I'm going so early is so that I can get there on time to smoke the turkey for them. You got to claim the corner too when you get there. Well, yeah. Yeah. There's so many to choose from at their house too. So, uh, number one though, not the turkey, but all of the ingredients put together in a sandwich. I, if you've eaten any meals with me, you know how I roll. I turn everything into a sandwich. And Thanksgiving dinner is no different. I love the turkey. That's the only reason for for cranberry sauce or, or whatever that gelatin that comes out of a can is for. Because nobody just eats it, right? No, you, you slice it up and it makes a perfect little uh, sandwich slice. So that's my number one is the Thanksgiving sandwich. I, you know, Hollywood, I think, I think there was some key, key, uh, Holly, Hollywood, excuse me, Thanksgiving, uh, fundamentals that were, what we're missing in my opinion. I, I don't know. Few. I'm checking the list and I, I see everything on here, uh, but please, <laughs> uh, you know, enlighten me, do uh, so what are your week, what are your, uh, Thanksgiving week pickups? In my, Thanksgiving oh, yes. I, on the waiver wire, uh, I see, I see, uh. See Hollywood left a few. I mean, there's some big names out there on the waiver wire, on the Thanksgiving um, dinner list here, and I mean, first one that comes to my mind because I am a huge fan. Green bean casserole. I am big on the green bean casserole. I think it's going to have a really strong week this week um, on the table. I think it's going to be towards the center of the table. And uh, I think it's it's got a real good chance of being the first thing that um, somebody digs into. Uh, so I, that calling it now early the waiver Jonathan wire pickup. Of, uh, it is meal. the Jonathan Taylor of Thanksgivings right, right now. Right. I am not trading that one away either. Not, now, not, not gonna happen. Now I gotta ask. I gotta ask. Are you are you a fan of the real crispy crunchies on the top? I, that I am not because usually that crispy crunchy on the top is onions and anybody that knows me knows I despise onions but I am all about the underneath stuff uh me too another one very simple in my opinion but it's it's been hiding down the list a little ways um you know you got to dig a little deeper this is more of a sleeper pick but it's a simple pick, you know. It's it's like your Hunter Renfro of of Thanksgiving foods because it's consistent. It's just there. It's nothing special, but it's it's a key part of it. That's just corn, just corn, guys. I love corn. Um, so I'm 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 I got to throw that one out there. And then See, it seems to be creamed creamed corn is the Thanksgiving, right? I don't know. If, cream, do you just do full corn. Absolutely. You can yeah, either way. Either way, I'm good with either either way. Um, but I was actually just talking about just corn, just regular corn, but buttered corn. You know what I mean? And then the other one, then you kind of said it, but I'm gonna go with the opposite side of it. Um, you know, he went a little bit more. Uh, what do you want to say? He, he he went a little bit more glamorous. I'm gonna go less glamorous and take the sweet out of out of the potato. 
and just go with mashed potatoes because you know I like me some mashed potatoes. That's that's what I'd say. That that hey guys, take the advice, leave it, whatever you want, doesn't matter. These are your Thanksgiving waiver wire pickups. I promise you, they're going to come through for you if you if you hear me out. All right. Hey, I like I like them. I do have everything you said, with the exception of corn, because that's weird. I do have all the other the other two. I have written on my list here, crossed out for uh, appetizers, basically. <laughs> all right, so I, I'm gonna go. Th- I'm I'm gonna go through this. I I'm I'm gonna destroy Hollywood here. On a couple of things, okay? I'm going to go down to 10 celery. Disgusting. I mean, who looked at this thing and said, you know, that's going to be pretty good. Let me let me ever had, break this thing off and gnaw on this. You ever had celery with a little cream cheese in the middle? Oh, Yeah. You, no, you, I said you got to fill it, you know? It's stringy. It's what disgusting. What I really, what I really like doing is secretly baking it in your foods and serving it to my, my in-laws. <laughs> Do you feel me inside of so, you, Brian? A little South, so, little south Park. So. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's, uh, you know, it's fine. If you're a celery person, just stay away from it. I don't like the smell of it. I don't want to be near it. It's just gross. Okay? Nine. Stuffing. And here's the thing with stuffing, right, Hollywood? Celery is in stuffing, Right? And a lot of the times, if you were doing like the uh, the uh, the stuffing out of the box, it's, it's gross. It's not good. It's dry. I don't like it. But if you're going to take that and you're going to shove it up the turkey's keister, if you will, right, and then cook it, that's good stuffing. And I'll, I'll tell you right now, I'll eat that celery any day. I'll eat Hollywood, you put a nerve here. I don't think I've ever heard him. I miss- mean, isn't I'm, I'm not happy, but <laughs> isn't, isn't that insane though? You know, you, you take a food and you're like, you know, this is okay. It's edible. But I got a better idea. Why don't we shove it up the ass of a turkey, cook it, and I bet you this is gonna be delicious. And it's it's really unbelievable. You're right. You're right. Yeah, let me tell you that. it's unbelievable, right? So yeah. So uh, hey Bradley, what's going it's, on, my man? Hey, he is in the house. Listen, Brantley, we're talking, we're talking uh, Thanksgiving table, our favorite, uh, you know, our favorite dishes, if you will. But don't chime in, don't chime in yet. Okay, I'm, I'm going. No. I'm, You've hit. What I'm doing? I, I'm going through. I'm destroying Sydney's ha- top ten. Hollywood okay? has Hollywood has has uh, struck a nerve here, and and yeah, and Christopher Michael well, is is I'm a little pumped up right stuff. now. He is animated. He is well, burning. <laughs> Again, going back to stuffing, I believe this is a dish that attempted murder on his father's because, again, the celery he is allergic to, um, and that was that was discovered after some stuffing. Oh boy! So, so, so. So, Brent, I'm, I'm destroying his top ten, right? He, he did ten down to one, right? So, ten with celery and destroyed it. I hate it. It's awful. Nine, he went stuffing. The only good stuffing was shoved up a turkey's ass and cooked. Okay? Eight, <laughs> eight is salt and pepper. All right? Salt and pepper. I can't really destroy it because it's just salt and pepper. So, I'm going to move on. Seven, just salt he went, and pepper. 
just salt and pepper. Uh, whatever. Uh, I have no idea. So, you know how he is. He's in the corner. No idea. Paper towels or paper, you know, whatever. How seven, she went back with celery. Um, and this was like a part of a platter he was talking about, right? Cheese and uh, crackers. No, celery. he said Crete. He those, said, those are those are two two different two different platters there. Uh, yeah, Christopher Michael. The the first celery is celery with peanut butter or some sort oh, of right. a cheese right. whiz like filling. Right, right. Okay. Number seven is the cheese crackers, the charcuterie board, if you will. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, well charcuterie this. Oh, you can't see me. Okay, so uh, it's disgusting. All right, so we're gonna leave that out. That's disgusting. We're done with that. Celery's <laughs> done. Number six, let's go to six, right? The little pickle, the little pickle, right? I love a those. Pickle, you know what? And I did too. I did too. Brandon Lee for the win. Little pickle opposed to a big pickle. What's the? What's the <laughs> well, we don't need to get into that here. We're we are a uh, we are a clean podcast. We're a clean whatever. podcast, guys. Whatever. Okay, whatever. You leave it as you will. Okay. I like pickles. I like pickles. It's fine. Five. Well, let's go to five, right? Sweet potatoes. <laughs> Sweet potatoes versus yams. We all understand the difference, right? We're upstaters or, or from, you know, New York and, and, and Hollywood from Seattle. Um, you know, the sweet potatoes, that's sweet. That's really good. You get that Texas Roadhouse, all that stuff, right? You, you cook it. You cut it open, you do the same effing thing as you do as regular potatoes, you know, baked potatoes, if you will, right? Yams, that's a whole nother level. That's a whole nother deal. You cut them up, you, you cook them, and it, it, it tastes different. I don't know what the deal is. It's not different. It's not. They taste different. Which different. Love yams. F sweet potatoes. Love yams. F sweet potatoes. Now, mix, mix a little brown sugar okay. in there. I think, I think it's different. Well, no, I'm not talking about the big sweet potatoes. I ain't talking about that. I'm talking about yams. Okay? Either way, I think you mix a little brown sugar. <laughs> Anybody else want? On no? the next episode of TFP Cooking. No, we learned earlier they're they're born with a thermometer already inside of them. <laughs> that that was that was a fun fact. Awesome. I'll smoke it. I'll <laughs> I'll fry it. I don't care. It's the best. And here's ultimate. The here's my ultimate mix here. Okay, it's the roll, turkey, cream corn, cranberry sauce. Okay, I've learned a difference between cranberry 
and cranberry sauce. Cranberry in a can sucks because there's stuff in it. I don't know, those weird like seeds and all that. I don't want to deal with it. I want the sauce, right? Do you mean and cranberry? Then I want, uh-huh. I want that yeah, jello stuff. And mash <laughs> and mashed potato. That's what I want. Mix that baby together. I am in. That's it. Right there. I'm out. How do you put cream corn on your let's not even get into that. Hollywood, we got. Yeah, no, that's uh wow. I feel attacked. I I need to I need to go find a corner to cry. Oh wait, nope, I'm in a corner. So we are good. We are good. Uh yeah, no, thanks, uh thanks for jumping on board with that gentleman. Uh I'm gonna go uh yeah, to my corner. I'm gonna put on one of my other favorite traditions, you know, classic SNL Thanksgiving uh, skits, right? You know, drunk uncle, Debbie Downer and her uh, cats with AIDS. Um, you know, all those, all those good ones. Go listen to Adam Sandler's Thanksgiving song and uh, call it a night. Well, <laughs> uh, guys, I mean, it appears we've made it through mostly unscathed. Uh, I maybe some hurt feelings and uh, some some very very intense debates I think there, but all in all, another successful week in and out of the corner, and just a few minor bumps and bruises along the way. So thanks again to Hollywood and uh, happy Thanksgiving to you, my friend. So let's take another short break before we get into a little different segment in the fantasy world of yours truly, the Goatee Guru. Stay tuned to see what I have up my sleeve this week. Guys, I don't know if it's going to be as intense as Hollywood's segment here, but stay tuned. It's going to be fun. Welcome back, TFP Nation. All right. It's time to check out what our goatee guru has cooked up for you, fantasy friends, this week. Guru. You said this one was going to be a little different this week. What do you got for us? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I thought being that it's a holiday weekend or holiday week coming up, um, I thought we'd freshen things up a little bit here. So it's time to do that here on the special edition of TFP. This week, there will not be a start, sit, and waiver segment that you have become accustomed to in the past. I actually already hit on the waiver uh wire a little bit earlier on Hollywood segment, I believe. Maybe not what you were looking for. But this week, like I mentioned in the opening and like uh, Chris just mentioned for us, uh, we're going to talk about some things a little different. Some things that I'm thankful for from a fantasy standpoint. I'm also going to take some input from our crew on what they're thankful for on the fantasy football gridiron. So without further ado, let's have some fun with this, guys. I'm going to start off here with one thing that is first and foremost the most important thing to me from this aspect, okay? Hopefully it's not celery. Uh, no, it was yeah. going to be. No. It was going to be, but that was covered in the previous <laughs> segment, so I changed it up here. <laughs> no, first and foremost, guys, I am thankful for fantasy football. I mean, simple, obvious, right? But guys, we love this game. I know we hate it at times, but we love this game. It allows us to feel closer to the game that we're watching on the field or 
on our televisions. And it allows us to feel a connection with the players on our fantasy teams, you know, and may, if you're a type of player that likes to just draft players from your favorite team, it gives you that little extra connection with them as well. And I'll do some take it a bit too far with wishing injuries on players and threatening players for lack of production. Absolutely, yes. And that is not what this game is about. It's an escape for most. It's a chance to distract from the challenges each of us endure in our everyday lives. It's a chance to connect with friends and family who may not live in close proximity to each other. It's an opportunity to maintain that competitive nature that burns inside of us when we grow up and are playing sports through through the school age. You know, you want to keep that going. This game, it's a beautiful outlet to focus our energy on something different, something that we have some control over, that we can manage free of the opinions of others, a game of chance, but also a good deal of strategy and research involved. I'm thankful for this game that gives us a little bit of light, even on our darkest days during the most stressful time of the year as we get closer to the holidays. So from me, Cheers to fantasy football and those who have helped create and innovate our beloved game. Secondly, I'm also thankful for the creativity that is blossoming within the NFL coaching ranks. The emergence of an afterthought such as Cordero Patterson, former first round pick. This bust label, it doesn't apply anymore. I mean, his productivity and usage have burst through with Arthur Smith and the Falcons coaching staff. And as we always see, right, we always see in this league, it's a copycat league. So what works spreads like wildfire. We're seeing it with Debo Samuel in San Francisco, an already established and talented wide receiver. And now he's being used in the backfield and having just, he's just having touches manufactured for him. You know, he was the leading rusher for the 49ers in this past game and honestly looked like the best back on the field. Um, Other talented playmakers such as Jamal Agnew, who was a little bit of an afterthought, known as just a kick returner and during his time in uh, Detroit. Now showing that he's got some talent as a wide receiver, you can get him involved with, you know, reverses, jet sweeps. There's a lot of things you can do with him. You get the ball in his hands. He's a playmaker. J.D. McKissick, we've seen it a couple of different places. We saw it in Seattle. We have seen, or we're seeing it in Washington being used similarly to Cordero and Debo, you know, and just, maximizing their athleticism and their talent. Not only does that provide a more exciting product on the field, but also it creates new fantasy superstars, and that's that's what keeps the game fresh. And it adds another piece of strategy when it comes to drafting your teams, as well as building your team throughout the season. Because let's not forget, guys, this is a weekly game that we play out over the course of a season, right? The team you draft is almost certainly going to change drastically over the course of a season, which is why you need to evaluate your team weekly. I am a big proponent myself of playing in what I like to call the three-week window, okay? I'm not going to go too much into this uh, because this is going to be a future segment, Um, but in that three-week window, research your schedules, usage trends, injury news, maybe there's a returning superstar coming back, or maybe there's a returning player that's going to cut into a wide receiver's targets, and other key information that's it's going to allow you to improve your chances that your team will win and be successful over that three-week window. Three-week window, just to go into a little bit of what I mean by that, is don't even, you're not just looking at this week, 
You're not just looking at next week. You're looking two weeks out. You want to look over a three-week period and figure out what your team's going to be. Because if you wait, if you wait this week to and you don't plan for your team, what your team's going to look like two weeks from now, by the time you get there, you're, you're in trouble. The waiver wires chewed up uh, and likely everybody else has already made a plan with what they want to do. Trades are going to be hard to come by. I'll go, like I said, I'll go into this a bit more in the future. I'm getting a little off track from what I wanted to talk about, but three-week window. Learn that that term. I'll, I'll talk about it a little bit more as we go forward. And one last thing that I'm thankful for is the overreactions in fantasy football. And it's in the NFL as well, right? Everyone knows someone in their league that is just impulsive based on what happened the past week. Everyone knows the waiver wire hounds that try to scoop up the hot player on the market. Perfect example of that. Does anybody remember Kevin Ogletree? Kevin Ogletree back in, I think it was 2012, uh, the Dallas wide receiver. He scored three touchdowns right out the gate, right out of the gate, first week. And he was the hottest commodity on the waiver wire. Everybody was trying to get him. Do you know what he did the rest of the season? Not a thing, right? It was, if you had the number one waiver wire spot and you were, like, yes, I'm going to get Kevin Ogletree. Yeah, that didn't work out for you at all. So, you know, I, I love it. These are the players that you feed off to be a successful fantasy manager. Overreactions, I mean, they're going to get the best of all of us one time or another. It's just human nature. You're going to overreact a little bit. But it's very important trusting your gut and instincts because that's ultimately going to lead to more success in the game. I mentioned my own trade earlier of Jonathan Taylor. Taylor. And I could easily overreact to his 51-point outing uh, and say, I just blew my whole season because I just traded away Jonathan Taylor, number one player in fantasy right now. But no. I need to trust that what I did was for a reason. I made the move for a reason. I have to trust the research that I had behind that move and and trust my gut that it's going to pay off in in the end. I'm not overreacting to that one. Now, am I upset that I made that trade and lost this week? Absolutely. Absolutely. But you can't live in just a one-week window. Like I said, you got to look at a three-week window. The reason I made that move is Jonathan Taylor had Buffalo coming up. Now, did he blow up against Buffalo? Absolutely, he did. But Buffalo is one of the best-run defenses in the league. This coming week, he's got Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay? One of the best run defenses in the league. Now, I did. I know they lost Vita Vea, but another top run defense. I'm looking in my three-week window and saying, in that three-week window, do I think he's going to be successful? Yeah, but is he going to be as successful as he has been? Unlikely. Was I wrong in week one? Yes, and that's going to happen at times. But I'm going off the research, and I'm putting my team in the best place you know, to give them the best opportunity to win. Opportunity, like you've heard me in the past, that's what I preach. And and I fully, fully commit to that when I when I make trades, when I make moves in the waiver wire. Um, on the surface, it might look, if I send a deal, it might look like I'm losing on the surface, but I'm not looking at what it's doing for me this week. I'm looking for what it's doing for me three, four, five weeks down the road. So, like I said, there's so much to be thankful for. Um, I, I could go on for a long time, as you all know. 
my love for fantasy football is is absurd. <laughs> it's absurd. But I want to turn it over to our TFP crew here, and I want to see what you guys think. What are some things that you're thankful for in fantasy football and, and fantasy-related um, from a fantasy-related standpoint, I should say? Wow. So uh, I'll, I'll jump in real quick, Guru. Um, I'll be honest. I didn't think I had a lot to be thankful for fantasy football-wise because I just lost to uh, you know, the worst player in our league. Um, you know, but but I went on the, you know my Google. I typed in uh, fantasy football thankful for. Got to page five, and it finally hit me. The one thing that I'm most thankful for to come out of fantasy football, the league. Absolutely. Great, great show. Rafi Bomb. Absolutely. Right? What a great show. I mean, such a great show, such a great concept. Um, you know, so that, and, and in all honesty, I, I love the camaraderie that, that fantasy football builds, right? You get your, your boys. Uh, you get there draft day. Hopefully, you do a live draft so you can all get together, and uh, you know, and then ridiculing each other when they lose to the worst team in the league, such as our own Hollywood. And week prior, Brandon Lee. Brandon Lee, you got a, you got you got anything to uh, to add on to this, or uh, are you you still reeling from that loss? Oh wait, did you lose two weeks in a row? I, I did. Thank you for that. Yes, I lost two weeks in a row. One, uh, I gave Johnny his first win of the season, so that was touching. Um, and then, yes, here I come. I need Tom Brady to score no less than 18 points, and, well, he does what Tom Brady does. So I'm not really thankful for anything, all right? <laughs> uh, we kind of figured that would be the case. So, um our host or our co-host, excuse me, Christopher Michael. Do you do you have anything that you are thankful for from a fantasy football perspective? Yeah, I'm, yeah. You know what? I'm I'm thankful for our crew here, right? Um, you know, just uh, what four months ago we talked about uh, doing something stupid like this, starting a podcast, and it turns out it's been pretty successful, right? Um, so you know what? I'm I'm thankful for Goatee Guru yourself there. Thank for Brandon Lee, Hollywood Corner. We found kind of we kind of just stumbled upon him. To be honest. Uh, yeah, we fell into a know, corner one time, and there, yeah, he was yeah, just there. We tripped over him. Um, so we're thankful for him. Uh, That's why the candy's there, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, uh, you know our host uh, Josh. You know, we're, we got a uh, guest better there and Johnny McDuff. Obviously, uh, Randall Lee, our, our main main guy. Uh, you know, it's making for a pretty successful program at TFP. So, thanks for you guys. Um, you know, obviously, going back to my family, I'm thankful for uh, my wife, Kelly, our kids, Colin, uh, Emery. It's it's been uh, a crazy fun year. Uh, thank God we're out of this, or seem to be getting out of this ridiculous pandemic. Uh, 
that's uh, taking way too long. But uh, but no, we're, I'm thankful for all of you um, and, and the rest of the family, obviously. You know, so absolutely, absolutely right. I actually, I actually do want to say one thing. I am thankful for one thing. I am thankful for Sean Alexander because he's the reason I I can do my fantasy football. He's the first one who led me to a championship. Um, so that was <laughs> and 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 uh, what he's not telling you guys is he tries to draft Sean Alexander every year uh, since and he's hard, to, he's hard to find on the on the ranking. He is. He's tough to find. Uh, but if you if if you're if you come into um, a a TFP and and friends draft, you will see uh, that there there's some some interesting picks. Um, like I said, Sean Alexander gets thrown out there right off the bat. Uh, as you heard, Steve Largent apparently uh, came out of retirement and uh, straight out of the Hall of Fame for a reunion on Hollywood's team. And I am 99% sure that if there was some way, shape, or form to get Jeremy Shockey back in the league, our co-host would uh, have had him. Oh, wait, wait, no. He drafts yeah. the same team every single year. So yeah. I guess, um, yeah. If, if you go into a league or if you go into a draft in, in our league and you think you have any hope of getting Aaron Rodgers, you're wrong. He will go to Christopher Michael's team uh, and and – probably get drafted after Justin Forsett and Owen Daniels and a few other guys that he'll draft way earlier because, well, uh, I don't know why, but he, for some reason, um, I mean, Sean Alexander's on the board and he's taking Owen Daniels. I don't get it, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. Next year. I think, uh, I think my first round picks can be LaDainian Tomlinson, but just, you know, we're just, we're spitballing here guys. We're just spitballing. no, no, but in all seriousness, um, I just wanted to do a little something different this week, and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna switch it up here a little bit going forward. We'll do some starts and sits, but I, I do want to do something like this where you know we get the team involved and kind of uh, kind of give you some different perspectives outside of just the guru. Well, I appreciate it. Um, it, it like, as always, right? Insightful, entertaining, as always. Uh, for more from Guru. You can always follow him on Twitter at GoTGuruTFP. We're going to take one final break, and when we return, the highly skilled betting expert, Brandon Lee, will join us to give his special Thanksgiving edition picks from Week 12. Hang tight. You won't want to miss it. This episode brought to you by Bush Light, not an ad. All right. We hope to fatten those wallets like we have fattened those turkeys for this Thanksgiving. And guys, Brandon Lee, he's just the guy who can make it happen for you. Brandon, I heard that we have a special Thanksgiving treat ready to be served up this week. Is that right? It is indeed Thanksgiving, the, the time, right? The time of year of giving and not receiving, right? So I figured I would partake in the giving, and I will give you guys six bets this week. I usually do three, sometimes four if I'm feeling lucky. 
but we're going with six. Um, I do want to start you off with we have gotten our season percentage up to 75% with going 75% last week. So that to me, that's that's outstanding. I mean, that that's that makes me feel real good, and hopefully you guys have been following us this whole this whole yeah, season. Bring it on. Bring it on, Killian. Bring it on. <laughs> so I'm not going to waste any time. I'm going to get you started because I know that's what you're here for. Um, so bet number one. Detroit Lions, plus three, baby. I just got a good feeling about them. Gut feeling they covered the spread last week at plus ten, and they're taking on Chicago. Chicago's not all that good. Not all that good. I think they can cover. So I'm feeling real good about them. I think you talk, you got to take them at that plus three. Bet number two. Brandon, real, whoops, I'm sorry. Real quick, I just really, real quick wanted to throw in, did you know that the Detroit Lions hold the record for most wins on Thanksgiving Day? Just a, just a fun fact. That, that may have that may have crossed my mind. Now, I didn't realize that. It also that might actually... be one of the worst traditions ever to watch a terrible football team play on Thanksgiving every year. The Cowboys. Um, they've also, yeah, good job. They've also <laughs> were playing since 1901. So, who the hell knows? Uh, you know. No, that was that was football, and that was the Detroit Blue, uh, as Hollywood gotcha. uh, you know, you. educated us on a while back. Well, great. So, my goal here was to get you all three Thanksgiving games, right? So, I did not like the spread in the Cowboys-Raiders um, game. Don't like it at all. It's too high in my opinion. So I think they had Dallas at like plus 10, or I'm sorry, minus 10 already. Yeah, if it's plus 10, take it. But no, I think they had them at minus 10. Uh, don't like it. So in that game, instead of taking the, the spread, I actually went with the under. So they have the under at uh, under over at 50 and a half. I, I don't think it's going to be a high-scoring game. At least not that high scoring. Dallas might put up some points, but I don't see Vegas keeping with them. So I'm going to take the under. It's under 15 and a half. Set it. Forget it. I think that's a lock. Bet number three. I'm going with the New Orleans Saints at plus six. They're against the Bills. And in all honesty, the Bills have been all over the map in recent weeks here. They, they look real good, and then they put up you know, three points, and then they look real good, and then they just they don't look like a football team at all. So not really sure what Bills team you're getting, but having the Saints being able to lose by six and cover, I'm going to take that chance. I do think that'll be an interesting game, though. I think that one's the fun one to watch for Thanksgiving. Um, bet number four. This is only the second time I've told you to take this team, but we're going with Jacksonville Jaguars plus one and a half. They're they're playing Atlanta. I I don't believe in Atlanta at all, and Jacksonville's actually been in like in a few games competitively. So um, personally, I think Jacksonville wins this game. But even if they lose by one and cover the spread, man, I'll happily take that winning. Uh, this one's probably my favorite bet. Number five, we're going with the Vikings plus three because they will stomp the 69ers. Skull, baby. You know it. So take those uh, those Minnesota Vikings. And by the way, have you, anybody seen what Kirk Cousins' touchdown to interception ratio is? I don't think that's getting enough uh, attention. He threw an yeah. interception yeah. this past week that 
he got he got saved on, just so you know. Even still, he's got twenty five touchdowns to two interceptions. Wow. To me, I don't think that's getting enough recognition there, just maybe because it's Kirk Cousins. But um, either way, I think the Vikings take this game and uh, Guru goes to bed crying. Um, lastly, we're going to take, and I'm sorry, host, co-host there. Uh, we're going to, we're going to equals minus three and a half. And here's my reasoning. Not that I think the Eagles are better than the Giants. Because personally, I think the Giants aren't, they're not a good football team, but I don't think they're worst football team. Um, but the reason being the Eagles and the Giants, every time I watch them play, some miraculous play at the end of the game goes in the Phillies' uh, favor, and they end up winning by at least a touchdown. Always close okay. game. All and some miraculous play. Look at the Deshaun Jackson return touchdown, random fumble that they had a couple years ago. You know, interception, pick six stuff that pops up in the air and some dude lays out for it. I mean, there's just always some sort of miraculous play that goes in Philly's favor. So if it's at three and a half spread, I think the touchdown's the one that's going to cover. I, uh, I can't disagree with what you're saying. Um, I will say, so I got a kind of a funny story because this happened right around Thanksgiving time, I think. And it might have been just it might have been just after um, Thanksgiving, but it was right in this area because I remember having uh, you know, family over, and we punt the ball away, and it's pretty clear as a punter and the whole team and fans, you punt the ball out of bounds, you don't put it in play, he puts it in play, and this guy who's pretty talented, still in the league actually barely, um, runs it back, right? And, you know, as a Giants fan, you're just sitting there devastated. And as a young Giants fan, I say young, I decide I'm so mad, I take my Giants shirt and I just, it was unbelievable. I just, I, I haven't done this till this day. I don't know what happened. I was so mad. I rip it right up, right half. And I throw the, the shirt in the corner, and I walk upstairs. Done. I am done. I am done with the Giants. I can't stand them. I hate them. And I don't. I don't know what happened after that. I have no idea. I don't. Know. Is is that why Hollywood so, was wearing a ripped Giants jersey the other day? Well, no. Let me. Because you so, threw it in the so corner. It was getting cold in the corner, and you know, it explains. It actually explains a lot. Now I understand. Chris, why all of your shirts have that little slit in, in the, the collar? <laughs> no. So I go to bed. Especially, right, I, especially yeah. after this year, you know, watching the, the Giants. Yeah, he's been unable to rip any other <laughs> shirts since. So I don't no, know. I've given up. That's what it is. Right? So I go upstairs, right? I don't know. What, I don't know. What so anyways, come Christmas time that year, this is really funny. And I still have the shirt. I'll have to show it to you guys. I get a a gift from my youngest sister, who's seven years younger, right? and I open it up, and it's 
it's a Hulk t-shirt with half of the shirt that I ripped. Giant shirt. It's it's pretty funny. It's, just, it's, not, it's a pretty funny story. It's, it's not a memory of life, but it's a funny. It's a it's a pretty funny shirt that she gave. You know, um, that that is a good story, by the way. But uh, I I have to I, because. I feel like I have to. I, I know I took a shot at the Seahawks earlier, but it's before Brandon Lee was uh, on the show, so probably doesn't even know about it. But um, he, he you know, made a comment that the Vikings are just going to steamroll my, as he, he said, 69ers. Um, and so I just want to point out the fact that he said that, uh, but but later on, he used the word recognition, which, uh, in my, I don't know, the dictionary I refer to, that's not a word. Uh, it would be recognition, but recognition, recognition is uh, has been put out on TFP, uh, and I'm I am um, starting right now. I am actually searching on Google, trying to find a way to uh, print some shirts. For my, my, Google, say, my Google search is yielding results. It's saying, yeah, no, that 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 word works. Oh, it, it must be a Seattle thing. thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's a West Coast. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, if you're just if you're just there, so you don't get fined. That's I get it. <laughs> we're all we're here. <laughs> we're well, getting off. Hey, we're getting off task here, guys. Th- hey, thank you, Brandon. Thank you. What you a treat. Are... I, I, I'm excited. What a treat it'll be for our listeners uh, when they take the advice in week 12. Listen, take the advice. All right? Take the advice. It's 75%. For more on your betting needs, you can follow him on Twitter at Brennan, at Brandon Lee TFT. The numbers don't lie, guys. It's, he's hitting at 75%. Don't stop. Take him. It's ridiculous. Okay. All right. We're about ready to take this uh, thing home, right? But before we do, as always, let's take a quick round the table to see who our team, the TFP team, is going to pick for the top game of the week in week 12. So let's start off. Uh, Goatee, who are you picking in week 12? You know, I've, top of the game. I've been looking at this. At this hard, guys. I've been looking at this hard. I'm I'm stuck between two games here. Uh, one of them is the Jets and Texans. The other is the Falcons and Jaguars. Uh, really, really. Oh, we're to, we're looking at the top game of the week. Is that? Yeah. 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 I, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. Top, you know, Hollywood. Top. Hollywood was talking about golf earlier. I was looking lowest yeah. score. Anyway, uh, no. In all honesty, guys, no. The the my game of the week pick. Um, there's one game that that stands out in the forefront to me, but I'm actually not going to take it. I am I am taking the game of the week as my 49ers and Vikings uh, because there are a lot of playoff implications in this game. Both teams sitting at five and five. Both teams fighting for one of those wild card spots. They're right in the thick of it, and this could be a pivotal pivotal game for either one, whichever team wins this game. Uh, I. 
I, I got to go against Brandon Lee. I think, I think, I think the Niners, the way they're playing ball right now, I like them in this game. You know, I, I can't deny that. I actually, I do like, you know, it's funny that the last uh, few weeks you watch the Niners and you watch the Patriots play and they both turn their season around, right? Real quick. It's, and they both look like pretty good teams. It's it's old school, simplified offense. Yeah, Just right. in, in Kyle Shanahan's sense, there's a lot of eye candy. But behind that eye candy, it's a simple ball control, run the ball offense. That's and they, they just play they that's a zone scheme, but they play power football and they just they move you off the line, they control the clock, and it works. It's been proven through years and years that controlling the clock, running the ball, and playing good defense wins games. And you got two good quarterbacks from that system, right? So Mac Art is young. Right, no, but you got no. veteran problems. Absolutely. Arguable. Anyway, I'm gonna say here's the difference between the Patriots and the you know the 69ers is that um, Shanahan. I'm sorry, did I? What was it? The, the Samson, uh, 69ers. Yes. He says um, that so when when they win, he can say, "Oh, I said the 69ers were gonna lose." Um, yeah. The difference is Shanahan uh, chokes in the big moments, as you know, as does Garoppolo. Where um, Belichick going back to big pickles. Uh, to, <laughs> tends, well, you like small pickles. <laughs> Hollywood. I like it. Speaking of uh, choking yeah, in big back, moments, you know, come you got Marshawn Lynch in the backfield, guys. All right. Come on, Brandon. <laughs> now, there's no sense in like that. Don't get choked in that moment. Come on. Let's, let's bring it back. No? No? I wasn't throwing daggers, was I? That wasn't a... <laughs> that wasn't a poor, poor, poor pass to the inside. Shut I don't know. Eh. As a co-host, let's you know, bring it back. <laughs> so, I, I got this. Sorry, guys. Sorry, we're getting we're getting intense with our rivalries here. Rivalries. Bradley, continue. No, I don't want to anymore. <laughs> He's all- Game of the week, pick Brandon Lee. Game of the week. Game of the week. I I am going with the Buffalo Bills and the New Orleans Saints. I think that's going to be a pretty good game, good shootout type of game. Is what I'm looking at. Um, I don't know what Bill's team you're getting, but I'm excited to see what Bill's team comes. So, out of the Thursday night games, that that interests me the most. And uh, and I don't have to watch San Francisco and their disgusting jerseys play. <laughs> Hollywood. Yeah, uh, looking at. Really, and that's the Monday night game. We got my Seahawks coming into town to visit the uh, Washington football team, and I have tickets, and I am taking my son to his first Seahawks game. He is super excited, trying to get him to con. I'm trying to convince him to to dye his hair blue like DK Metcalf. Uh, but uh, we'll be there, cheering on our Seahawks. Uh, 
starting our run at that wild card spot before we head to the Super Bowl. We're going to beat out the. the they're going to they're going to stumble here. So, so yeah, so we're Hollywood, looking forward to that game. Are you Hollywood? Are you telling me that you're gonna you're gonna drive past my house and not invite me to the game? You, you really would want to go to that trash? That, that's yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. I uh, look, I've got a dozen eggs sitting outside. They have been for a week, ready to go for your house um, <laughs> as I drive by. <laughs> no, that's fair. You know what? Uh, no, take the take a different route. I I'm good. I'm not gonna go to the game. I don't watch it. Um, I will tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm actually, uh, with Brandon tonight, I really am excited about tomorrow night's game. I think Buffalo, New Orleans is, is a good game. Um, and, and not to mention you guys, right? We're all here for something, right? It's Thanksgiving Thursday. Best. You know, we got my favorite holiday. It's the best. Right. Um, no, I think it's a good game. Um, excited about it. It's, you know, a little different. I kind of wish it was two AFC teams or two NFC teams, right? Um, but you do have two, you know, good teams of both uh, leagues going at it. Um, and you got a one team, Buffalo. Or you got, I'm sorry, both teams, right? AFC, NFC that are trying to figure themselves out. And you got Buffalo. two elite level passers in that yeah, game with Josh right. Allen and Trevor Sim. Oh, wait. No, uh, wait, hang on a second. Hold on. No, Drew Brees doesn't got, play for them got, anymore, does he? <laughs> I'm saying you got two teams that are trying to figure out their playoff game, which I can't believe Buffalo's in this category, right? They should not be 6-4. and four. And you get New Orleans, who are what five and five, right? Who are right in the mix of things. So what's going to happen? That's that's my whole. I'm I'm excited about it. Um, other than that, I would look at Cleveland Browns, uh, Baltimore, eight twenty Sunday night. They're they're always fun to watch. They they hate each other. I mean, they hate each other. So, anyways, uh, anything else on that, guys? No, nah. no. Nah, I think uh, I think we we touched on some good ones there. And the only other one yeah. that I would throw out there is the Rams and Packers. I think that is uh, a highlight game of the week as well. But all right, guys, from all of us here at TFP, we hope you have a wonderful and safe Thanksgiving. And until next week, enjoy your holiday and enjoy the games. Adios. Thank you.